How's it going? Just wanted to point out uh, during the Olympics, y'all been watching the Olympics? Uh, University of Georgia has won eight medals. We have eight Olympians going, and so that's more than most countries. So it's pretty good. Uh, we should have been in the parade of nations. Um, I don't know what we won gold medals in. Uh, probably not gold medals, some kind of medal. But that's a lot more than, let's say, Georgia Tech or <laughs> Auburn or Florida or, you know, take your pick. So, anyway, it's been pretty fun. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, amen. Amen. My name is Haynes Martin, if you're new, and I'm the pastor here at the Contemporary Service, and I just want to say good morning and welcome to everybody here. And if you're new, just to say a special welcome to you. Thanks for coming to hang out with us. And our prayer for everybody here today, new, you've been coming to this church for 40 years, whatever it is, that everybody would get to know Jesus a little bit better today, and you would understand who he really is, how he feels about you, how he sees you, and the plan he has for your life. So we're really glad and excited you're here. Um, uh, real quick, um, we, we announced this at the beginning, uh, LC did, but if you've never filled out a communication card, if you want to put any information on there, that would be great. That is a way for us to serve you and to let you know about what's going on in the church. You can fill that out as much or as little as you want. You don't want to give us all your information. I get that. Uh, but that's just a way for us to let you know what's going on in the church. And if you fill it out, you can leave it on your seat um, and at the end of the service, we will come pick it up. Or there is a basket there at the side of that. Uh, I was going to call that a false wall. That's not a false wall. That's just a movable wall. Uh, there's a basket on the other side of that that you can put your communication card in, and we'll pick it up. So uh, I think I said this last week. I can't remember. Um, sometimes we get, like, false information on the communication card. If you don't want to fill it out, don't fill it out. We don't need fake phone numbers and emails. Uh, I guess that's funny, but people do that, and we send out emails, and, you know, it's, anyway, so, no pressure, but you don't need to fill out a fake one, just go with nothing, that'd just be my recommendation, so, um, and last thing I'll say before we get started, if you were here last week, uh, unbeknownst to me, and I, I do appreciate that this happened, um, it was funny when Ashley came up to, at the end, it was my birthday last Sunday, and I was hoping to make it through the service without bringing that up, I'm just... I'm not a big birthday person, and I did appreciate uh, y'all honoring me. I, did. I was just laughing about it, though, because Ashley said, yeah, everybody give him a birthday hug. And just so y'all know, I'm not a huge hugger, so I, it was seriously so ironic and funny that Ashley said that, because I was like, of course. No, that's okay. I, uh, Ashley said that, and I was like, of course, Jesus, that's what, that's what you led her to do. So it's just God pushing me out of my comfort zone, so to speak. So anyway, if you didn't give me a birthday hug, you nailed it. Just just let you know that. And if you did, I do appreciate it. But just a little bit about me, that uh, that's just kind of how I am. All right. So we're doing things a little bit differently today with our service, and I'll kind of explain that more in a minute, let you know exactly the format we're going to have for today. But I wanted to start with, letting you know kind of where we are in this series. And we are in the middle of a four-week series called Baggage Check. And what we're talking about in this series is this whole idea and this whole reality that all of us in here, every single one of you, me, 
all of us, we have baggage in our lives. And what our baggage is, is that it is things that have happened to us, things that have been done to us, things that we weren't given, wounds we've endured that just are still there that we've never really dealt with and we carry them around with us and they weigh us down and really keep us from all that the Lord wants us um, to have in this life and all that he wants to do in us. We used the image last week. If you've ever flown on an airplane, you might have seen this. If you've ever flown on an airplane and you're sitting in your seat and somebody walks on the airplane and they're clearly carrying a bag that's not their carry-on bag, like they have a huge suitcase or some kind of bag that they didn't want to check, and they're willing to carry it on the plane and drag it around and deal with the just annoyance of it because they don't want to deal with checking their bag and baggage claim at the end and just that reality of we all carry bags like that that we don't have to that all of us carry some type of wound and baggage from our lives and from our past that we were never meant to carry but all of us do and this series is about identifying the baggage that's in my life and in your life and us really beginning to deal with that and to see freedom begin to come and to see new life in us as those bags in our lives, the baggage we have, starts to have less and less impact and negative effect on us. And so this series really is about us stepping into God's freedom and his life in those areas. That the Lord doesn't want us to carry wounds and baggage from our past and hurts we've endured. That's not what you're called to do. That's not what I'm called to do. And so this series, we're trying to figure out, okay, what, might, what maybe is the baggage in your life? What's the baggage in my life? And learning how to surrender that to the Lord and get free. And so last week, as we started this series, what we talked about was we didn't really talk about specific baggage. We gave an introduction to the whole series. And the main point of last week was the baggage and wounds in our life, those are really deep, hard places for most of us in our hearts and in our lives. The baggage that you carry, the baggage that I carry, they're really not light, simple things, but they're hard hurts, they're deep wounds that we need to deal with. And the point is, they're really uncomfortable places to go. You know, they're places we don't like to go. There are memories we have where we were hurt that we just don't want to revisit. You know, there are things we endured that we just pretend didn't happen to us or we ignored. And those kinds of things. But we're going to go into some hard, tough places in our hearts and in our lives in this series. And so last week, we just kind of wanted to prepare ourselves for starting today, next week, and week four, going into these hard wounds and these tough places. And I just want to say, for some of you I know, after last week, you probably were able to identify some of your baggage. You might be like, yeah, I, I probably do. I have that issue, or I, I endured this. And some of you, you're still trying to figure it out, and that's okay. We're going to really, the focus of today is kind of identifying more specifically maybe the baggage that you have. But I know it's hard to go into these deep wounds and these just broken places that we have. But I just want to say this. Um, one of the fruits of the Spirit is gentleness. And Jesus will go into that wound with you. He will go into that hurting place. But he is an amazing healer, and he's incredibly gentle. And he will restore you. As hard as it is for you, he is very gentle, and he is very kind. And he brings life and liberty into those deep places. You know, Isaiah 61 says he binds up the brokenhearted. And we really want to kind of lean into that and believe that for this series for all of you. And so we talked about that last week, and then we said there are a couple things we really needed for this series to work for us. And the first one is, is that we had to be honest about the baggage that we have. We have to be honest about it. 
it's very easy to deny, you know, okay, maybe I wasn't loved as a kid, or maybe my parents abused me, or, you know, maybe you were sexually assaulted in your past, and it's very easy to kind of deny that or brush it aside, sweep it under the rug, just ignore it, or at least not want to deal with it. But for this series, you've got to be honest and real about the baggage that you have. If you want to get the most out of this series, you've got to be honest about it. And the second thing we said was you've got to be create, or courageous when it comes to your baggage. And what we meant was you just got to confront it. You got to deal with it. If you want to get free of it, you got to, you got to admit it's there. You got to be honest. Then you got to say, okay, I'm going to face this and I'm going to deal with it. With God at my side, we're going to walk into this together. We're going to walk into this wound, into this hurt, and we're going to say, all right, Lord, we're going to deal with this. And so I just want to encourage you in those two things again, and we're going to touch on them a little bit more today. You've got to be honest about the baggage that you have, and you've got to be courageous about it. And that's some of you, for some of you, I know that's scary, and that's hard, and it is for me too. I'm going to go into some of um, the baggage that I carry today. And so, and it's not easy for me to deal with my stuff, but I know this. God doesn't want me, and he doesn't want you to live with it anymore. And so if you want to get free, you want to begin to see new things happen, you want to begin to see the baggage that you have not define you and control you and take away all that God wants to give you, then this series can really help you if you'll embrace it. It's not going to be easy. It's not always going to be fun. But I promise you, on the other side, it'll be worth it. So that's what we talked about last week. And so today, our series is entitled Overpacked. And we're going with the image of having luggage on an airplane. And some of you might have had this happen to you. This has happened to me at the airport. I know some of you, maybe you've never been on a plane, so this is not going to be a helpful image, and I apologize for that. But have you ever been to the airport, and you go to check your bag, and you go to that weight scale, and your bag is overweight? Usually, I think the limit's probably, it's like 50 pounds or something like that. And if it's like 50.2 pounds, the overweight fee is, it's, it's astronomical. It's something ridiculous. And so, has anybody been in this situation? And so you have to pull your bag off the scale, and then you've got to open up your suitcase in front of the entire airport and start pulling stuff out. And you move it into your carry-on bag, and you give it to, you know, your spouse or your kid. You have to, like, spread it all around because you have to get under the weight of 50 pounds. You know what I'm talking about? You've seen that happen to people? Okay. Going with that image and that picture, just to think about, that's kind of what we're doing today just to give you a picture and a metaphor of, okay, what are the things, and if my life is like a suitcase, which is kind of a weird analogy, but just for this point, just work with me, okay? What are the things that I need to take out of it? A.K. what's the excess baggage in my life that I've got to take out? And that's really kind of the picture we want to work with because we kind of know where we're headed today. So, like I said, that's what we're going to do. And just to be clear, Last week we didn't do this, but this week we are, and that is we're going to start dealing with our baggage today. Last week I got some feedback. Last week was kind of a tough message. I'm going to tell you what, last week was the easiest part of this series, just to let you know. It wasn't actually a very fun message, and I know it wasn't necessarily easy to hear. That was the easy part. So if last week was hard, saddle up because we're going even deeper today. We're going to deal with our baggage. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to talk for a few minutes about specific areas that we all have baggage in, in some way or another. But our focus today is this. I'm probably going to stop preaching 10, 15 minutes early, before 12 o'clock. That's usually what our service goes to. 
And then what we're going to do is we are going to open up the altar, and we are going to be here to pray for you. We're going to have some prayer teams available. And whatever your baggage is, we really want to spend some time giving the Holy Spirit an opportunity to minister to you, for you to come forward with your baggage and say, you know what, I've got this baggage in my life, whatever it is. And we're going to spend some time praying for you, really believing that the Lord wants to set you free and to do something lasting and real in your life. So we are really going to start dealing with our baggage today. We're going to go into those tough places, but the Lord's going to meet us there. So like I said, I'm going to talk just for a couple minutes, and then we're going to end early, and we're going to open up the altar. We're going to have worship as we do that. And I just want to encourage you and challenge you now, if you've got baggage that you need to deal with, today would be a great day to come forward and get prayer and to really own it and to be brave and to come to one of our prayer teams. And let's go for it and watch the Lord do something real and lasting. So I think it's going to be really, really great. All right, so I'm going to read us a scripture, and it'll be up on the screen, and it's in your bulletin as well. This is Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, and it says this. This is Jesus talking. He says, Come to me, all you who are wearied and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. All right, let's pray. Jesus, we love you. And we just ask right now, Lord, that your power and your grace through your spirit would move mightily in every life and every heart here. God, we all have baggage. We all have things that weigh us down. We have wounds we need to deal with. And Lord, we thank you that that is one of your specialties to fix those kinds of things. And so right now, Holy Spirit, I just ask for full Isaiah 61 ministry to take place in every life and heart, that you would meet us where we are, and you would release your life and your freedom today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. So we read this scripture in Matthew 11, and Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are wearied and burdened, and I will give you rest. This is one of, I think, to me, this is one of the coolest things Jesus ever said. And it's this invitation by Jesus to new life, and to freedom. You know, if you know anything about other world religions, um, most of them, you know, just, I'll just say this as a church, we believe Jesus Christ is God, and there's no other Christianity is right, and every other religion is wrong. And I want to say, most other world religions, they're very oppressive. There's all these rules and things you have to follow, and it's not life-giving, and it's not freeing. But Christianity is very much the opposite, that Jesus comes to give full life that Jesus comes to set us free from that which burdens us and holds us back and weighs us down, that we are meant to live more free and more joyful than we could ever have imagined if we'll let Jesus do that in our life and embrace it. And here in this passage in Matthew 11, this is one of Jesus' invitations to life and freedom. And he's saying, hey, if you've got a burden, come to me and I will take it away. That's essentially what he's saying here. If you've got baggage, if you've got a weight, if you've got things in your life that are holding you back, Come to me, give it to me, and I'll set you free from it. It's just an amazing invitation. It's such a cool thing that that's what Jesus offers us. So I just want you to know, whatever baggage you have, whatever it is, no matter how much it hurts, no matter how long you've carried it, no matter how messy it is, the Lord can and will set you free from it if you'll let him. He really will bring new life and freedom for you. You don't have to live with, walk with, carry the baggage you have anymore. You're not meant to. And so with this invitation Jesus is giving us, it's an invitation of exchange. 
we come to him with our baggage, we come to him with our wounds, and we say, Lord, I give it to you. Take it away from me. And in exchange, he gives us life. He gives us freedom. It's a beautiful thing. And that's really the theme of what we're talking about today and the heart of what we believe God wants to do, particularly when we come to the altar to pray, that God wants to have this exchange with you. You would give him your baggage, and he'll set you free from it. So it's going to be pretty fun. It's going to be pretty cool. Now, in order to deal with this stuff, we need to identify our baggage specifically. Now, last week when we talked about this, um, as I preached, I'm going to guess that for some of you, you almost knew probably immediately where you have areas of baggage in your life. Um, that you probably are like, you know what, as we talked about it, you knew, you're like, hey, you know what, <sighs> my dad did abuse me growing up, and I've probably never really dealt with that, and I still carry the wounds from that. Or it might have been for you, you know what, I was sexually assaulted, and I never told anybody, and I have carried the pain and the shame and the wound of that for a long time. It might be for you that you were bullied growing up. That's a huge problem. Which, by the way, bullying is not just something kids deal with. And I'm serious when I say this. There are a lot of adults who do this. I've had bosses who were bullies. And, man, did I want to fight them. I'm just going to be honest. That's, I know that's not very pastoral to say, but there are times I was like, boy, if I wasn't a Christian, we could throw down right now. But anyway, but I'm serious. Like, this is something that continues. Um, it might be for you, you lost a child through miscarriage, and you've carried the weight and the pain of that. There are so many other examples, but for a lot of you, last week when we talked, you were like, God, you know what? You knew what your baggage was right off the bat. And if that was the case for you, that's good. Come forward and get prayer for that. Now, it might have been for some of you last week, as we talked through this and kind of walked through the message, you might have been able to start piecing things together and say, you know what? I do think I do have baggage from my childhood from when this happened or that happened or things that have happened to you as an adult, things started to come together for you, and you were able to be like, yeah, I think I do might have some baggage in that way. Others of you, maybe it didn't become clear last week, or maybe you weren't here last week. That's okay. The point is, I almost want to say this is good news, but it's not good news. The truth is, all of us have baggage, which is not good news, but the good news is we can get free of it. But the point is, if you don't know what your baggage is, I think you'll have a good idea in a few minutes. So... If you feel excluded right now, you won't be excluded for long because we're all going to know what our problems are in a few minutes. So we're kind of all in this together, which not necessarily good news, but I'm trying, trying to make this positive at least. But the point is, I want to go through a couple of things where you can be like, oh, okay, maybe I do have some wounds in this area. And I would say there's three main areas, and these are not exclusive, this does not include everything, but there are three main areas that we have baggage in. The first one is we have untreated pain. Now, untreated pain is really, you could kind of say all baggage falls under this, and I get that. But this is a specific area. If you look at counseling books and things, that they single this out. And untreated pain is something happened to you that you've just never dealt with. And there's some pain in your life and some scar and someone that you have carried. It might be, you might have done this last week. It might have happened to you 40 years ago. Whatever it is, we have untreated pain. And so going back to some of the examples I've shared, you know, maybe you had abuse, you were abused growing up, and you've never dealt with it. You just buried it, pushed it aside, and said, oh, well. It might have been for you, you were neglected as a kid. Things like that. It might be for you, you had an abortion. I mean, this is a real problem in our country, and the Lord wants to forgive you and wants to restore you from that, but you just carry the weight of that. 
I'll give you an example from my own life with untreated pain. Um, this has to do with my mom and past issues in my family. My mom was abused growing up, and she was abused by her mother. So my mom grew up in a household where she was verbally and emotionally abused by her mother. And the reason my grandmother abused my mom is because when my grandmother was a teenager back in the 30s, her father, my great-grandfather, was murdered. He was shot in front of their house. My grandmother was home. She was upstairs in their house. She heard this loud, she heard a gunshot. She didn't know what it was. She didn't think anything of it. My grandfather, my great-grandfather, excuse me, he was able to drag his body into their kitchen and he died on the kitchen floor. And my grandmother found him. And this just set off a chain reaction of just sin and addiction and all these problems in my family. And it's because my grandmother never dealt with her untreated pain of her father being murdered and she didn't deal with it so she abused my mother now my mother was a great mom she was loving but i can tell you this and this is a whole other sermon my mom had her issues because of her abuse you know her life had some problems and i just make that point you have to deal with your untreated pain whatever it is you've got to deal with it you have to be honest about it you can't let it fester you can't let it sit in your heart and say it's not that big a deal, or that happened a long time ago, or whatever, or I'm too strong, or I don't want to be honest. You've got to deal with your untreated pain. I'll say this for two things. One, you need to deal with your untreated pain for your own health, but I'm going to tell you this too. You need to deal with your untreated pain for the people around you, because your untreated pain comes out of you, and it affects and impacts the people around you. If you think this thing happened to me, I can swallow it, I can manage it, you can't. And it really does impact you, and it really impacts the people around you. So deal with your untreated pain. That's the first area. The second area we have baggage is we have an unhealthy view of self. We have an unhealthy view of ourselves. Maybe when you were a kid, for example, your parents told you you were just stupid, and you grew up with that, always that label upon you. You know, maybe you grew up with a sibling that your parents favored over you, and you always felt like you were second best or you were kind of the second-class citizen in your house. Maybe you always compare yourself to others. This is a huge problem. You know, you say, man, I wish I was as successful as that person, or I wish I was as good-looking as them, or I wish as rich as they are, or I wish that more people noticed how smart I was, I wish I was taller, I wish I was thinner, whatever it is. If you are comparing yourself all the time to other people, you are really creating a very unhealthy view of yourself. And if you're always comparing yourself to other people, you will never be happy. And you have got to learn. We've all got to learn to have a healthy view of ourselves. And a healthy view of ourselves is to know our identity in Christ. And to know how the Lord sees us and what he says about us. To know heaven's perspective on who you are and what God thinks about you. I heard somebody say this once. The most important thing we think, I'm sorry, what we think when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And the second thing is, what we think God thinks about us is the second most important thing about us. And so you have got to know how God sees you. You need to know that you are God's favorite kid, that he loves you more than you ever could understand. You are totally forgiven, that he wants to bless you and take care of you, that he died for you. You know, the Bible says God the Father loves us as much as he loves Jesus. Think about that. That's your identity, 
And we have to have a healthy view of ourselves, but most of us don't. We've got to deal with this issue of having an unhealthy view of ourselves. That's the second area. And the third one is this, unrepented sin. Unrepented sin. Look, I'll say it, we're all sinners in here. I am and you are. If that's a shock to you, it shouldn't be. That's okay if it is. Uh, if it's a shock to you that your pastor is a sinner, it shouldn't be. Um, we're all sinners and we all need grace. But because we're sinners, we follow and serve a forgiving God who forgives us when we confess our sins. But a lot of you have some sins in your life that you've never confessed and you've never repented of. And you carry that with you. Now, there are a lot of reasons why we have unrepented and unconfessed sin. A lot of times we think, oh, it wasn't that big a deal. I don't need to repent of that. Or that happened a long time ago, whatever. But some of you think, man, Haynes, you don't know what I've done. God will never forgive me for that. Um, I'll give you an example. I had a friend a long time ago, wonderful, wonderful girl. And when she was younger, she got pregnant and she got an abortion. And it ate her up emotionally and spiritually. And she really believed for the longest time God would never forgive her. And so she carried the weight of that. She carried the scar of that. And she kept it a secret. And it just slowly, I mean, you want to talk about something that weighed her down and kept her from all the Lord had for her. But she finally brought it to light. She finally repented of it. And it was an amazing transformation of what happened in her, what God did in her heart and in her life. It's because she repented of it. And if you've got sin in your life that you've committed and you've never said anything about it, you've never asked for forgiveness, you need to. You can't leave sin in your life unrepented for. You're not supposed to carry that. That's part of what the cross was about. There's nothing you have done or could ever do that God can't and won't forgive you for. I promise you. Let me put it to you this way. If Jesus was able, if you've read um, the account of the crucifixion, if Jesus was able to forgive the guys who were executing him as they were executing him, which he did, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. If Jesus could forgive those guys in that moment, I promise you he can handle your sin. So if you've got unrepented sin, you've got to bring it to the light, and you need to ask for forgiveness. You don't need to carry that anymore. But those are the three areas, okay? Untreated pain, an unhealthy view of self, and unrepented sin. And these are the three areas that most of us or have baggage in where most of our baggage falls under one of these categories. Now, there's very possible baggage outside of these three areas. This is just to get you thinking, okay, what are these three areas? Could you be like, yeah, maybe I do have some untreated pain. You might be like, well, I, I think I do have an unhealthy view of self. Or you might be like, yeah, I do have some unrepented sin. And if you've got any of this you know, baggage in any of those areas, We'd love to pray for you, and God wants to take that from you. I can tell you this. I've got baggage in two of these areas. I can tell you that. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Number one and number two. I mean, I, I, I have untreated pain, and I have an unhealthy view of myself at times, and that's something I'm not supposed to carry. And so if you've got baggage in these areas, and I promise you, you do, just be honest. You've got baggage in one of these areas. And that's okay, because God's here to deal with it. And so as we open the altar in a few minutes, come deal with that stuff. Come deal with it, whatever it is for you. So that's how we identify our baggage. So how do we specifically deal with it? 
Okay, a couple things to say here. The first thing I want to say is you got to take inventory of your baggage. Now, taking inventory means you just got to own it. We talked about this at the beginning about being courageous and being honest about your baggage, and just the same point again. I just phrased it a different way. Take inventory. You just got to own it. I've had enough counseling sessions as a pastor to tell you it is astounding to me, and I do this too, but people will just deny their problems. It's just human nature. We, We can just deny it, say it's not there, it's not as bad as we think. Whatever your baggage is, own it. Just say, you know what? Uh, I, yeah, this happened to me. I've got a wound from this. Own it and be honest about it. You've got to take inventory of it. First Peter 5, I'm sorry, Psalm 26.2 says, Examine me, O Lord, and inspect me. Explore my heart and my mind. And just kind of go with that. You know, take inventory. Just look at your life and just say, okay, Lord, what have I got? If you know your baggage, great. We can deal with that. If you're not sure yet, ask the Lord to show you. But you got to take inventory and you got to own it. The second thing is this. you got to discard your baggage. And that's what our altar time is about today. But it's also about dealing with your baggage and confronting it. It's about saying, okay, I've got this issue. I've got this baggage. And saying, I am going to deal with it and confront it. No longer ignoring it. No longer pushing it down the road. No longer kicking the can. Saying, all right, I want to get real and I want to deal with this. you got to discard it. The third part about dealing with our baggage is being restored from it. This is the end result. We said last week that the Lord wants to heal us and restore us from our baggage. And you are meant to live in freedom from it. And it's theirs and it's yours for the taking if you want it. But you're supposed to be healed. You're supposed to be restored. Psalm 23 says that God restores our soul. Um, I think this verse just... I'm kind of going off the top of my head here. I think this is in Joel in the Old Testament. It might be somewhere else. But it talks about how um, God restores the years the locusts have ate away. And the principle with that is God, no matter how long you've carried your baggage, no matter how much pain it's caused, God can restore you from that. We kind of have this idea that there are lost years or lost time in our life. But with the Lord, that's not the case. He really can restore it. And so you are supposed to be healed, and you're supposed to be restored from your baggage. And so those three things, um, taking inventory, discarding the baggage, and being restored, that's what Open Up the Altar today is going to be about. And I think it's going to be really good. Now, here's the thing. Take this a step further. I don't want to say this as it come across as, I don't know, I'll just say this, okay. I want you to understand something. I really do believe God is going to show up at this altar, and we're going to pray for you. But I want to say this, too. Freedom in Christ is a journey, and it's going to take time. Your baggage did not come into your life, and it didn't grow to the size that it is. That wound is not as big as it is. That didn't happen overnight. It took a long time for your baggage to become what it is, to grow and to grab a hold of you and to become a stronghold and to cause a lot of pain. And I just want to say, if you want to be free from your baggage, coming to the altar today is a great step. But it's going to take some time, and it's going to be a journey. Freedom in Christ is a journey. And so I just want to be clear about that. And here's the main thing I want to say. 
If you've got baggage in your life, come and get prayer today, and God's going to move. But today is not the end of the journey. Today is another step in that journey. It might be your first step in the journey. Maybe you've never dealt with this stuff. You might have baggage in your life that you've been dealing with for a long time, and you're still fighting it. That's great. That's okay. We'll help you. But just know, as you move forward from today, you're going to have to continue to fight it. You're going to have to continue to seek freedom. And here's the main thing I want to say. I really just want to put this out there. Whatever baggage you have in your life, you have got to be talking to somebody about it on a regular basis. If you think you can deal with it by yourself, you are already sunk because you can't. If you could deal with it by yourself, you'd already be free. And you're not, right? So you can't deal with it. But it's so important. And I really want to say this to all the men in here because we're really bad about this in general. You have got to be talking about, and I probably shouldn't say this, you have got to deal with your crap. And if you've got baggage, you have got to be talking to somebody about it. Whether that's your spouse, it might be a counselor, maybe it's your small group, Sunday school class, you've got a friend, accountability group, whatever. You have got to be talking to somebody on a regular basis and processing the baggage that you have. If you want to get free, that's got to become a part of the process. And I'm just going to put that out there. And if you think, oh, I don't need to talk to anybody about it, I, you could not be more wrong. And if you want to get free, this needs to be a part of it. And I just wanted to make that abundantly clear, especially for you guys in here. I'm the same way. We think we're tough. We think, oh, I can do this on my own. You can't. So just give up on that, okay? And if you're married, your wife will tell you the same thing. All right? Okay. So... We want it. Sorry, my mic is come to life or something. It's moving on me. So we want to deal with our baggage, and we're going to be here to pray for you. And I really do think God's going to move. And so here's how this is going to work. Let me give a little bit of instruction. And the band's going to come up in a second, and we're going to have some worship, and we're going to have some prayer teams up here to pray with you. And so how this is going to work is you come forward. If look. No pressure on coming forward. But if you feel like you need to come forward, come forward. Go up to somebody who's, you'll, you'll see the people who are here to pray for you. And just share with them, like, whatever your baggage is. And they're going to pray for you. They're going to talk with you. They're going to help you process it a little bit. And then they are going to pray for you and pray for God's freedom and life through the Holy Spirit. If you want to come forward and just kneel at the altar, you are welcome to do that. If you want to stay at your seat and pray, that's okay. The point is actively engaging, saying, all right, Lord, help me. God, I want to be free and praying and crying out for that. But we just want to give the Lord an opportunity. We want to create space for him to move specifically in this area. So we're going to have worship, and the altar is going to be open. I'm going to go ahead and say this. When worship starts, our service is officially over, and you are free to go if you need to go. We're going to be done early. We're going to have ministry time. I call it ministry time. I think y'all's lingo is altar time. So we're going to be here to pray for you. But when I'm done praying and the band starts playing, you are free to go if you need to. If you got kids downstairs or you got to meet somebody for lunch. But we're just going to stay and worship for a bit and pray for people. And so we just invite you to stay if you feel led. There's no pressure if you can't or you don't. So just to give you direction on that. Now, I want to say, some of you, this is going to be a new thing, this whole idea of coming to the altar to receive prayer. A lot of you, you, you've done this, you're used to it, but some of you, this might be new. So, I think about the first time I ever came down to the altar to get prayer anywhere, 
I was scared out of my mind. Um, and the reason was is because I didn't know how to do it, and I didn't know what was going to happen, but I felt like I should go. There's kind of this response I, I felt like I needed to make. And so if coming to the altar is new for you, know a couple of things. Number one, whatever, you th- whatever your issues you're coming to get prayer for, know that you're not the only one who struggles with it. That's one of the big battles people have is, I never come down to the altar to get prayer, but if I go down, everybody's going to think I have all these issues. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody is paying attention. Okay, don't, don't think, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Some people, they come to the altar, they think when they're walking forward, that means everybody knows what their issue is. We have no idea what's going on with you, so just relax, come forward. I want you to know as you talk with us, this is a safe place. We're not going to repeat what you tell us. We are not going to put it in the newsletter. We're not going to put it on Facebook, okay? This is a safe place. You can trust us. Um, okay, people usually don't believe me when I say this. If you come forward to get prayer, you're not going to shock us with whatever you tell us. Some people have a real fear of, man, I really don't want to have to say that this happened to me when I was 10 years old or, you know, I committed this sin. You are not going to shock us. I promise you this. If you shock me, if you came to me, I promise I will fake that I'm not shocked. Because one of the things is, when somebody comes up to you for prayer, there is trust there. And if you tell me something that's really shocking and I react badly, you're not going to want to get prayer. But I promise you, I've prayed for enough people at the altar in my life. You're probably not going to shock me. I promise you. So just relax. It's a scary thing. You've never done this before to come up to the altar, and I recognize that. But know that this is a safe place. We just want to love you and pray for you. And God wants to meet you here.